This is Speaking of Writers on Capital Region Sunday. I'm Steve Richards. The explosive, highly anticipated conclusion to the epic cartel trilogy from the New York Times bestselling author of The Force is called The Border. The author is the New York Times bestselling author Don Winslow. What do you do when there are no borders, when the lines you thought existed simply vanish? How do you plant your feet to make a stand when you no longer know what side you're on? In uh, this book, The War Has Come Home. Don Winslow is the author of 20 acclaimed, award-winning international bestsellers, including the New York Times bestseller and sensation The Force, the number one international bestseller The Cartel, The Power of the Dog, Savages, and The Winter of Frankie Machine. Savages was made into a major film by three-time Oscar-winning director, writer and director Oliver Stone. A film adaptation of The Cartel is scheduled to begin production this year. A former investigator, anti-terrorist trainer, and trial consultant, Winslow lives in California and Rhode Island. Happy to have Don Winslow back on this program. Welcome, Don. Thanks. Thanks for having me back. So what is this final installment in the trilogy, this new novel, The Border, all about? Well, you know, uh, the whole trilogy has followed uh, a lot of characters, but but essentially a guy named Art Keller who starts off in the, we meet him in the first book in the 1970s as a young, idealistic DEA agent working in Mexico. By the time we meet him in The Border, actually he's the head of DEA and fighting uh, against the heroin epidemic, and that brings him into conflict with corruption here at home. How did you create art originally? Boy, good question. You know, I I started this uh, sort of odyssey back in 1998, and I, I needed a character who was driven. You know, you had to have a guy who had some compulsion almost to the point of obsession to drive a story over the course of 30 some odd years now i've I've talked to a lot of dea people i've talked to a lot of cops art isn't based on anyone in particular but certainly inspired by things i learned from these people the cartel going back to that book uh, the sequel, you said, you swore you would never write, and now here's the third one. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> you just couldn't stop, right, Don? Yeah, no, really, you know. I Look, I mean, after the cartel, I, I thought I was done with this, but I also thought the story was over, you know. I didn't think that, that both in, in, in terms of real-life story and in terms of sort of novelistic potential, if you will, there was any more story to tell. I was really wrong. Uh, after I set the cartel down, you know, we the heroin epidemic began. Uh, focus on immigration restarted. There were some, uh, you know, political changes in our country. Uh, and also I realized uh, belatedly that while at the end of the cartel, Keller had sort of vanquished his major rival, uh, a drug dealer by the name of Adon Barrera, I realized that he he never had sort of concluded Keller versus Keller, you know, that he had internal conflicts that still needed to be resolved. We're chatting with New York Times bestselling author Don Winslow. His uh, new novel is The Border, the completion of the trilogy. You, you know, the Sinaloa cartel, you've been with the cartel for, what, 15 years now with these three books? Um, more like 20-something. <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. Meticulous research. Uh, what have you learned now, looking back over these more like 20 years? 
boy, how much time do you have? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, look, I, a lot. If 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 I try to sort of you know give it in kind of a nutshell or uh, you know an answer we can deal with here in in, in this interview, I, I think several things. One. Uh, that the way we're fighting the war on drugs is futile. Yeah. Uh, we've been at this for 50 years doing basically the same thing with a few tactical changes, but really things are worse than they've ever been in terms of, of the drug consumption. You know, uh, we've had more people die of drug overdoses in the past two years than were killed in car accidents or in gun violence. Someone in the United States dies of an opioid overdose uh, every 11 minutes. So while we're having this conversation, on average, one or two people will overdose. So we, we need to make some serious changes. I think overall, if, if, you, if I had to bring it down to one lesson, that's what I've learned. We're chatting with Don Winslow here on Speaking of Writers. His uh, new book, the completion of the trilogy, is called The Border. A couple of characters I wanted to ask you about. And I'm sure you're getting asked mm-hmm. a lot about these two characters. Jason Lerner sure. and John Dennison, his father-in-law. Yeah. Very similar yeah. to a couple of, of people we know. Uh, yeah, look, I, this book is a contemporary book. It takes place in these times. It would be foolish of me to pretend that there were any other president or any different presidential family. It simply wouldn't play. Yeah, Lerner, of course, a very Jared Kushner-like character uh, in the book, and uh, Dennison, uh, a very Trump-like character uh, in this book as well. And the the picture on the cover, of course, uh, with the wall, uh, very much in the news now, and it has been for the last uh, few months as well. What is your take on that situation? Well, in terms of drugs, look, the the border wall will accomplish absolutely nothing. In fact, it will be counterproductive. The reason is very, very simple. Uh, Anyone can understand it. Uh, The wall has gates. (laughs) There are 52 legal ports of entries between Mexico and the United States, three of which really matter, San Diego, El Paso, and Laredo. 90% of the illicit drugs that come into the country from the southern border come in tractor-trailer trucks and other vehicles through those open gates, which you're not going to shut down, and you can't stop every truck. Uh, 5,000 a day come through, one every 15 seconds through El Paso. San Diego border crossing, where now the majority of drugs come through, is the busiest commercial border crossing in the Western Hemisphere. So to think that this wall uh, will stop that or even slow it down is deliberately foolish idea. We're talking to Don Winslow here on Speaking of Writers. Uh, his new book is The Border. I want to talk to you about your background a little bit. You grew up in Rhode Island. Your mom was a librarian, so books, right. books were in your DNA. Did you yep. always want to become a writer? I did, ever since I was a little kid. You know, my mom was a librarian, so we had access to books all the time, and I I still love libraries. You know, when when you back up a little bit and think about what a revolutionary concept it was, the public library, that anybody could have access to all the world's knowledge simply by walking through a door, I, I think is a huge part of the development of our democracy. To back it up a little bit, my dad was a sailor, also in love with books, and one of the great storytellers. I used to sit literally at my father's feet. I'd hide under the dining room table when he'd have his Navy buddies over, and they'd all pretend to think I wasn't there. And I'd listen to them tell stories, you know, about the world and their voyages and their adventures. 
And uh, I would sit there and think, man, if I could do that for a living, you know, if I could tell stories for a living, that would be the best thing. What are your writing habits like, Don? What's the best writing environment for you? You know, I'm very uh, workmanlike about it. Uh, I have an office about 100 yards from my house. It's an old converted gas station. And I go to work at 5.30 in the morning, five days a week. And, you know, I take breaks, uh, exercise, and lunch, but I stay there until 5.30 in the evening. So I'm afraid it's not very exciting. I wish it were more romantic. You know, I wish I could tell you that I, I go to coffee houses or that I wander through fields waiting for the muse to land on my shoulder. Uh, just not the case. I, I treat it like a job. Uh, now it's the job I've always wanted and a job I'm very grateful to have, but uh, I treat it like a job. How do you get into the mindsets of these characters? You know, it, it takes sometimes years you know, uh, when I first started writing about this world, the drug world, you know, it, it took me six years of, of research and writing. It takes time hanging out with people, uh, listening. You know, writers love to talk, and, and I've had to teach myself to listen more so that I can start picking up the music. You know what I mean? The rhythm uh, of what people are saying, the jargon. Uh, I also do a lot of background reading. You know, I won't go interview anybody or spend time with someone until I've read a lot of history, a lot of journalism, a lot of legal documents, so I'm not wasting their time or mine. But mostly it's a matter of, of keeping my ears open and my mouth shut. And what genres do you especially enjoy reading, and which do you tend to avoid? <laughs> you know, the sad thing about being a writer of sort of fat books is I have very little time to read. Yeah. Uh, 90% of my reading is for research. So it tends to be history and journalism, and as I said, kind of legal documents. Uh, when I'm not doing that, you know, like I'm on airplanes a lot lately because I'm, I'm out on tour, and, and I try to only read on Sundays and only read for enjoyment. Uh, I, I read, you know, a lot of crime fiction, obviously. I read a lot of general fiction. Let me see, what did I read? On this last trip, I read Richard Russo's That Old Cape Magic, uh, which I absolutely loved. I, I read a book called 1960, a nonfiction book about the 1960 elections. And Sunday, I was reading Shakespeare's Henry VI. Mm. So there you go. If you had to name one book, and maybe go back to that library that your mom worked at in Rhode Island that made you who you are today, what would it be? <laughs> Boy, that's a tough, tough, tough one. Uh, you know, uh, I used to read a lot of Jimmy Breslin's columns, oh, a collection yeah. of Jimmy Breslin's columns, and there's a great HBO oh, documentary terrific. Yeah. out about that right now. Uh, a book, I, I think that reading it now as an adult has a lot of flaws, but was very inspirational to me it was a book called Something of Value by Robert Rohr. The Source by James Mishner. I was very, as a kid, very, very much influenced by Mishner's stuff. But one book, ah, boy, if I had to, you know, if you're asking me, I guess, the Desert Island question. Yes. <laughs> it would, yeah, it would be the, the collected works of Shakespeare. Yeah. And Bruce Springsteen's lyrics from Darkness on the Edge of Town. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love the boss. Uh, uh, the, the, the American poet of our era. I oh, think. yeah. Uh, are you yeah. working on another novel? And if so, can you give us a little sneak peek? Uh, yes and no. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I have. I am working on another novel. It's it's almost done. Uh, I uh, uh, this is a good time for me to sort of go off on tour and set it down for a while and not look at it and come back to it and see if it's any good or not. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not ready yet to come out and say what it is. You know, uh, I'll only define it uh, in the negative. It's it's not a drug book. Okay. Well, we've got a big drug book here to, to work on with the border uh, for now. I think you've got enough to keep you busy there for a little <laughs> bit. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for joining me. Hey, thanks for having me. <laughs> Don Winslow, yeah. the book is The Border, and that is Speaking of Writers. By the way, you can connect online with Don, don-winslow.com, Facebook uh, slash Don Winslow author, and uh, Twitter, too, at Don Winslow. The Border is the book.